Welcome to All That Sacred Unofficial Podcast for the Pearl Jam fan. This is the 66th episode in the Collector Series. I'm your host, Donnie. Broadcasting today from historic Route 66 in the Southwest. American Southwest. And uh, cruising through Flagstaff just north of Phoenix. And that's where we're going to get started on today's podcast. Uh, Actually, today's podcast, almost in its entirety, revolves around... This. this day in Pearl Jam history. Today's date is September the 8th, and on this day in Pearl Jam history, in 92, 98, and 2005, the guys played some awesome shows, and uh, I figured we'd feature two songs from each one of those shows, which uh, gives us the number six. This is podcast number 66. We're getting our kicks on ATS number 66. The song to start today's podcast is a cover of the old uh, tune, Route 66, uh, by the Rolling Stones. Mike McCready's favorite band. Speaking of Mike, saw him last week at the Hoot Nanny for a healthy golf at the Moor. It's a fantastic show. Another great benefit to raise a lot of money for a good cause. Had a lot of fun there. And then a couple days later, caught Mike again sitting in on Star Anna set at uh, Bumbershoot, which was just incredible. Been a big fan of Star Anna for a while now, and uh, that was probably one of the best sets I've ever seen them do. I'm really stoked for their new album coming out. They've been premiering a lot of new material, and it's just awesome. So they're hitting the studio soon to record that new album, and I think Mike's going to have a hand in that. Uh, I was talking to their guitar player, and he said he's trying to get him to... uh, Come into the studio, play a few songs. He said he's even trying to recruit Matt Cameron for a song or two. So that would be interesting. That would be cool. Um, if you haven't checked out Star Anna before, I would suggest, you know, you check it out. It's a little different, you know. It's more of an alt-country vibe uh, compared to uh, Pearl Jam being a rock band. But uh, if you have diverse tastes in music, 
Uh, she's quite the talent, and uh, they're just a great band. So anyway, got off on a tangent there. Let's uh, get back on course here and talk about today's podcast. So we're playing two songs from three shows on this day in Pearl Jam history. Um, when I was doing prep for today's podcast, it just uh, stuck out to me. Like, I've never played anything from any of these shows. And then I was reading about these shows on Two Feet Thick's awesome concert chronology, and there were some pretty cool moments, so I just started picking those out. And they seem to straddle two songs. These moments, you know, uh, seem to straddle songs. And uh, I figured we'd just do a twofer for all these since it's the, you know, and play six songs total because we're on the 66 podcast. I don't know. It's just a weird way my brain works. But even how they all f- flow together, because uh, I just thought we'd start and go chronologically, start in 92. Uh, I just like how all the songs fit together and flow together. So that's what we're going to do today. So let's get started here. Uh, like I said, we're going to start in Phoenix on this day in Pearl Jam history in 1992. The guys were really kind of building momentum. Um, they were early on the bill in Lollapalooza. This was a Lollapalooza gig because uh, when they were signed to Lollapalooza, they were a virtual unknown. And um, they started packing houses super early. And uh, it's just cool. This is at the very start of the show. You can hear Eddie kind of encouraging people to get their asses down front and by the end of the show, it was just like, you know, packed and chaotic, and and uh, you know, you can you can just feel the energy in these songs. And I don't know, it's just a cool moment, a cool uh, reflection back at the beginning of this band's career and why they came, became, you know, uh, quickly became known for their intense and crazy and awesome live shows. I know that before I ever got a chance to see them, you know, that's that's something that always precedes, you know, that's something people always told me. They thought, they told me, if you really love 10, <laughs> wait till you see these guys live. They're going to blow your minds. So what's really cool about this show in Phoenix, it's, uh, I don't think it's the maiden voyage of uh, the cover Sonic Reducer. Uh, I think they played it, according to Ed, uh, during this audio clip. They played it in Dallas a few days before. But this is the first audio recording captured. So it's kind of cool. And uh, from there, they launch right into Even Flow. But this Sonic Reducer is what actually starts the show. That's crazy. They came out and just kicked things off with a huge bang with Sonic Reducer to start that show and then launch right into even flow. And again, it's 92, not the best audio quality, but uh, it's pretty awesome still. And you can really feel the energy of this young band. And um, I don't know, enough talk for me. Let's hear this shit.
be drinking till 7 o'clock. I forgot. Well, I hope you vote instead.
Jesus Christ, what a one-two punch to start a show. I mean, holy crap. If there were if that those two songs didn't put butts in the seats, I don't know if anything would, but it did its job. Uh, again, in doing some show prep for today's episode, I came across an old YouTube from this concert. It's only been viewed like less than 200 times, and it's uh, the only one I could find from the show, but it's Porch towards the end, and it was a packed, frenzied crowd in front of the band at that point for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the guys were well on their way establishing themselves as a premier live act uh, with lots of energy and lots of intensity uh, from that show on this day in Pearl Jam history in 1992. Coincidentally, the image art for today's podcast, the shot from behind Ed, was taken from as a screenshot, screen capture from that YouTube video. Um, so if you're wondering where that came from, that's where it came from. It doesn't exist anywhere else. It's just uh, captured it from that video. I thought it was kind of a cool image, something different. So uh, moving right along here uh, on this day in Pearl Jam history, move along to uh, a couple years later, 98. The guys were playing a show in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And what uh, is most notable about this is uh, it was a couple of days before that Madison Square Garden gig where they played Breath for the first time in years. And um, it's kind of part of this whole Breath campaign. And... Uh, I think this is one of the first nights where they came out and were really inundated with a lot of signs. Uh, so much so, like I think they had seen signs prior to this and it really hadn't got their attention. And the sign campaign for Breath got the band's attention that night, as you can hear in this audio. Um, they still didn't play it that night. It was a couple, probably because they didn't know how to play it, uh, especially Matt, was still really new to the band. So uh, apparently during the show, after they, you know, you'll hear a lull uh, in, uh, in the conversation, the one-way conversation with Ed, with the crowd, in, re- in regards to these signs, you'll hear a lull apparently from people that were there. That's been purported that they were talking a lot amongst themselves and uh, it looked like they were deliberating, trying to figure out, like, could we play it? Could we pull it off? I guess they had to work on it and sound check for a couple of days and they busted it out. As we all know, a couple of days later, Madison Square Garden. But uh, this was one of the first moments where the signs really got the band's attention. And apparently, again, from people that were there, uh, the guys were just blown away and just kind of dumbfounded because they were a shit ton of breast signs in East Rutherford that night, which is this day in Pearl Jam history, 1998. So let's hear that and uh, play, you know, the songs that uh, were on the set during that time uh, that night. So we got two from that uh, song, Go and Immortality. Best drummer of this century. 
Und damit habe ich fest zu meiner Stücke. Out of luck, man. Nothing against you personally. One song. Do you know Breath by any chance? Next time we come to New Jersey, in 2003, I believe it'll be December, we promise to learn it for you.
Not too long after that, Ed introduced the song Small Town by saying, uh, this next song has the word breath in it, if that helps you out. And then uh, I guess when he was singing it, he like really kind of devilishly, uh, you know, an- uh, enunciates the word breath. So uh, just having fun with the crowd. But yeah, everybody knows now, three days later, they busted it out at Madison Square Garden for the first time in years. And it was like a big, big deal way back in 98. So fun little uh, snapshot of this day in Pearl Jam history in 98 in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And uh, moving ahead about seven years in 2005, guys were in the middle of their Canadian tour, which was awesome. Uh, everybody that was uh, got you know lucky enough to attend some of those shows, uh, you know, all said it was uh, just a great, great tour of our neighbors to the north. I was lucky enough to catch the show in Vancouver, and uh, I have to tell you, in my opinion, I don't know if it's because it's so close to the Gorge show, like the night before in 2005, but uh, that Vancouver show is sorely underappreciated. It's a fantastic show, and uh, that crowd was majorly, majorly amped. In fact, uh, I'm on record as saying as uh, I think that show was... uh, better than the gorge the night before uh despite the fact that the gorge had the sit down acoustic set to open the show that's just one guy's opinion uh there's a lot of people that disagree with me and say i'm crazy but i really love that vancouver show from that tour um but moving ahead to the uh to the 8th september 8th this day in pearl jam history in 2005 the guys were playing in winnipeg and uh, it was a great show. The guy said that it was one of the best audiences and the loudest audiences of the uh, Canadian tour. And uh, provided me with a perfect excuse to play this next song, which is one of my favorites. Uh, and it still boggles my mind that it was never officially released when it was written. We had to wait till Lost Dogs for this thing to ever see the light of day. And that's the fantastic song, Sad. Just a uh, really, really big fan of that song. So, uh perfect opportunity to play that on the podcast it's been a long long time since we played it and then from there since we're doing a twofer for all the from all these uh this day in pearl jam history shows today uh the next song uh ironically or coincidentally or whatever you want to say is uh the song that inspired the name of this year podcast and that's the tune not for you and uh, you can tell that the band and ed especially um, and his uh, remarks in between the songs is just in a real happy place and um, real appreciative of not just their audience, but um, the people that support the band, their crew and stuff. So uh, just seemed like a, a cool moment and, uh, and uh, be the last this day in Pearl Jam history twofer for today's podcast. So let's play this stuff for you. And then we'll be back to uh, wind down and wrap it up.
So here we are, we made it to Winnipeg. How are you? We have to say that uh, this is the, without a doubt, the loudest uh, crowd who have. I mean, what I was saying is the loudest uh, before we came out, like the pre-show crowd, it was a lot of, it was insane out here. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was so incredibly loud, like. And all we could think is, I hope they're pacing themselves, so. Uh... Uh, before we continue, I just want to thank our crew. Uh, we got a great crew in there uh, as they're trying to travel this great, huge, expansive land that you have here in Canada. They're working their asses off. Instruments, lice, paperwork, everything, the whole deal. Uh, we certainly, we'd love to take the credit for uh, being around as long as we have. Uh, we, uh, we couldn't have done it without these folks who have also been with us the whole time. And then uh, we couldn't have done it without you, so it's nice to have you all here in the same room. Let's just keep it going. Do it too, to 
So that was just a cool, warm moment at Winnipeg in 2005 on this day in Pearl Jam history. And that is the last This Day in Pearl Jam history segment we're going to do on today's podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this little romp through This Day in Pearl Jam history. Three different years, 92, 98, and 05. That's uh, quite the little ride there. And uh, it's just fun. I, I love how it worked out that way. Um that's one of the first things I always check when I start a podcast is uh, what was uh, going on in this day in Pearl Jam history. And usually it's just a song or a moment from one show. But I was having a hard time really picking a favorite today. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just make the whole thing this day in Pearl Jam history. Uh, I think we've done that once before. Uh, way, 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 way back when. I can't remember which one it was. But I know it was a long time ago. And uh, speaking of going back a long time ago, a lot of people ask me all the time, either via V-mail or, well, not so much V-mail, but email and in person, how do I go back and listen in to these old episodes? And um, you can go check them out on the site. The RSS feed, when you subscribe via iTunes, only goes back for like the last 25. So if you want anything from like the first, I don't know, 40 or so, you're not going to be able to get those through iTunes. You're going to have to download them directly off the site, which the new site redesigned, just to kind of reiterate, uh, find the episode you want in the archive, click on that link, and it opens up a post, has a little blurb, written blurb about it, and the top link of the post, or the, the title, if you will, let's just say you want the first one, I'll say all oh, that's sacred number one, that's a link, and there's a little play sign next to it, you can click on that, and it'll stream it on the site, um, but it's not a very good player, if you pause it, it restarts it, you can't fast forward through anything, so if uh, be prepared to sit there and listen to it in its entirety, uh, without any interruption, if you uh, play it that way, um, what you can do that's better is just download it. So right-click on that link and choose Save As, and you should be able to uh, download the MP3 right from there. So I hope that helps uh, some people out. I thought maybe on busy weeks, maybe I'd uh, revisit some of my favorites. So um, I thought I'd throw that out there. If there's a, like an old one that uh, was a favorite of yours, kind of be interested to know, like, what's your favorite and why it kind of helped me going forward and crafting like some show ideas. I know a lot of people's favorites. Um, one was, uh, where we recreated the album 10 using live tracks. That was uh, podcast number 10, super popular episodes, uh, or episode, if you will. Uh, the rant episodes were really popular on 25 and 27. One of my personal favorites, uh, was number 38. Just really, I just love the way that that one all came together because um, uh, that was uh, on the day the music died. And so it's just one of these things where the sh my idea and the, the timing and the date and the songs, it's like everything was like perfectly aligned. I, I just really loved that episode. So, yeah, I'd be interested to know what you guys like, maybe would want to hear, you know, as uh, again uh, on the podcast uh, on a week where I'm like super busy. And uh, speaking of being super busy, <laughs> um, I kind of got, not called out, but just kind of some fun ribbing by a listener to this podcast, this guy Bill here recently, 
because uh, a week or two ago I played release and I had uh, it was requested by two V mails, but he reminded me that he had requested it via email a long, long time before that too, and uh, you know didn't include him <laughs> in on that, and it wasn't to slight him at all. I have to tell you, I've just been really freaking busy. I'm I'm in a much better headspace now, like in life in general, and so uh, I'm enjoying just life more and i even got a voicemail recently uh from another guy saying um um you know you just seem like you're having more fun with the podcast and i am because i'm just you know feel like things are better it's just in my life right now so um but they're busier and i don't have as much time every week to do this whole thing uh but i'm still getting it done you know just utilizing some good time management i don't want to pull back and go bi-weekly again i really want to stay doing it weekly but one thing that's fallen by the wayside a little bit is just my keeping up on the email it's just really really tough to uh, respond uh, to everybody and respond in a timely manner and i'm like so behind right now (laughs) so if you've written me and i haven't written you back uh, I apologize. I'm getting everybody's email, uh, and I I read them all, uh, but I just uh, I just haven't been able to uh, find the time to respond to everybody in a real timely way. So, uh, sorry for that. I'm not trying to slight anybody, and I, I do appreciate all the correspondence. Uh, just uh, bear with me here, because it's uh, it's just really really busy. <laughs> Between, you know, having a new job uh, and a job that I actually like and give a shit. Because my old job, I was mailing it in a lot. And a lot of times it was at the expense of this podcast. There would be weeks where I'd work harder at this podcast than I was my old job. But uh, I actually like my new job. Can't afford to to fuck this up. So, um, you know, it's just got to, things got to be more of a balance now. So, um, I do a little bit better on the Twitter and the Facebook, I think, because it's just more of an immediate thing, and uh, the correspondence is just more, you know, bite-sized. So, because it's tough when somebody writes you a thoughtful email, you want to respond in a thoughtful way, not just like "thanks for the email." So, um, but they may, maybe that's better than just not responding at all, which is what I've been doing way too much here lately. So. Apologize for that, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad Bill brought it up because it's something I've been wanting to talk about, but uh, keep forgetting. So didn't play or didn't include Bill, at least, in on that re- release request a couple weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was. So another request that uh, he had as a backup because uh, he knows me well, knows I like to have options when people request things. And uh, another thing that he had requested as a backup was uh, Eddie sitting in with Tom Petty uh, back in 06 when they toured together on the tune The Waiting, which is a fantastic cover. Um, It's not even a cover. He's performing it with the man himself. So it's just a fantastic rendition. Eddie really does that song justice. And uh, it was just killer. So this is from Denver that year, I think, on July 2nd, 2006. So we're going to play that to play us out. But uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate all the correspondence. Um, trying to stay on top of all that stuff. And, uh, you know, if I if I don't holler back at you, you know, real quick, 
it's not like I'm ignoring you or don't appreciate it. I'm just really busy. So it's uh, something's got to give right now. And unfortunately, it's that, you know, because if I uh, I could stay on top of that, but then I might, might not get this out weekly. So anyway, I hope you guys understand that's been a bit more of a balancing act. But I am really re-energized for everything and having a lot more fun. And I'm especially glad to be back doing this weekly. So thanks as always for tuning in. Can't say it enough. Uh, really appreciate it and uh we'll just play this out uh play the song to play us out so you have been listening to uh, this 66th installment of all that sacred unofficial podcast for the pearl jam fan i'm your host donnie i am signing out and until next time cheers mm-hmm.